0: Hey guys, Anna Victoria here, and I'm so excited for you to join me on my podcast, Your Best Life. I'm the CEO and founder of the Fit Body app, a fitness influencer, and a personal trainer. Every week, I'm going to have a special guest that will share their unique experience and unique story to share how they learned how to live their best life, even if they're still working on it, since we are all a work in progress. I can't wait to help you learn how to create your best life.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Your Best Life Podcast. Hi everyone. Luca and Anna here. Ciao tutti. <laughs> so today's guest is Crystal Nielsen, who is a contestant on the 22nd season of The Bachelor, and she is also a fitness coach. So, Luca, what are you looking forward to hearing Crystal and I talk about today?
2: Uh, I remember Crystal on the show.
1: Well, because this was still, I think, part of our relationship where I was forcing you to watch The Bachelor with me, right? (laughs) Yes,
2: you were. And this was before your sister, you know, stepped in and, you know, kind of...
1: I I could have girl nights instead. (laughs) Exactly.
2: Yes. uh i remember i remember you know she was kind of the villain on the season
1: she was and you know we actually have a mutual friend because i lived in san diego you know for six years and that's where she moved um i think after i had already left san diego but our mutual friend you know knows i'm a fan of the bachelor and everything and she was like hey Crystal is not who they're making her seem on the TV. Mm -hmm. Like, they're making her seem to be the villain. Like, she's the sweetest girl ever. So I kind of was able to watch it through a little bit of a different lens and, like, question more of what i mean we all know that like okay as much as i will always stand by the bachelor not being scripted okay this is a, a common argument between luca and i That he's like this is all fake and i'm like no it's not <laughs> it's not is? Fake. <laughs> it's not but i do think that they put you in certain scenarios or they'll highlight certain parts of what you say or do to make you you know to, to make for good tv and so oh, I just yeah exactly always...
2: it's tv they need to enhance the right. drama so for sure their job, pretty much
1: I'm excited to hear more about her experience of honestly, not just The Bachelor, but how she handled all of that backlash and how she handled all of the bullying because she went through a lot. I remember she got torn down a lot on her season and it was really, you know, sad for me to watch knowing that like this wasn't who she really was. I mean, hey, I only knew her from, you know, from a friend's perspective, but it's a friend that I trust and that is a really good person. And so, yeah, so I... I'm excited to chat about that and about her fitness journey, of course, <laughs> as well. So here is my conversation with
0: Crystal Nielsen.
3: Hi, Crystal. How are you? Hi, sweetie. I am doing so amazing. I just want to say I'm so excited to jump on with oh. you today and meet you in oh my real gosh. life.
1: Yeah, life. right. Instead of just on insight. I mean, <laughs> I feel so flattered that you say that because I've been fangirling about this episode. And I'm so excited to chat. So for those that don't know who you are, can you share who you are and what you're about? Totally. Um, it's
0: a
3: little complicated, <laughs> but I will try my best. <laughs> I am my name is Crystal Nielsen. I go by Coach Crystal on Instagram, and I'm a health and fitness lifestyle empowerment transformation coach where I teach how to connect with the body or to connect through the mind and spirit through the avenue of working and connecting with your body. My whole concept is teaching self-love, self-forgiveness, self-compassion so that we can show up in the world and in our families and in our communities as someone who just fully loves themselves. And that rivets off my personal transformation journey of the highs and lows of my life that I very much live you know, pretty publicly. And I am honored to be here today to be on this podcast because I know you promote so much about bringing joy and abundance into your into your life and living a joyful life. So I'm excited to connect Better. with your listeners and you. Better. Yeah.
1: I feel like we have a very similar message in that, you know, yeah. working out to move your body and feel great, like any physical results are the cherry on top, but it really is centered around how it makes you feel and how it betters your life in ways that aren't directly fitness related. So how were you always um, into fitness or how did your fitness journey start? I'd say that When I was eight years old, I had biceps. Oh (laughs) my gosh,
3: okay. I remember my mom being like, you need to do bikini competitions. And I was like, ew. Because I was eight years old. I just thought that was so, you know, I didn't know. I was eight. Yeah. And growing up, I just was always drawn to sports and athleticism And I would say I really fell off of it when I went to college. And I developed really bad habits of just drinking, of partying. And a lot of that was just so much upheaval in my life of moving and loss and scarcity and struggle, um, especially financially. And you know that relates directly to your mindset. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I moved to L.A. in 2012, which was a very to work in entertainment television. Oh.
1: And wow. I know. Yeah. Wait, mm-hmm. so what did you so what did
0: you do there?
3: Well, in Boise, I I moved to Boise I'm from Montana and I worked yeah. in radio and TV. Okay. Ra- radio okay. and television okay. broadcasting and I go I actually didn't know that. I feel like it was a long time ago. Almost feels yeah, like right. another life. <laughs> yeah, totally. Very totally. Good. <laughs> yeah, so I worked in radio and TV, moved to LA because I just wanted to be at the epicenter of entertainment and pop culture. And I wanted to work as a host because I go, I just want to be me. I want to be me. And I tried modeling and acting and doing these things that weren't in alignment with who I really was. And that caused me to feel very much rejected with casting i remember this one moment i was at a budweiser audition and the girl from um the actress from gossip girl did you watch that show
1: i i like oh gosh maybe half a season i didn't get that okay, into it, okay. but so, i know the actresses okay so you wouldn't know it wasn't one yeah. of the
3: main ones it was a girl oh, who God. played charlie rose um but i was there with her and i was like wow this is like my competition like who am i i'm a nobody yeah. and just a lot of rejection made me feel really bad about myself and You develop bad habits um just really the mindset was really poor and ultimately i just decided to turn to learning building structure back in my life of things that made me feel empowered so i just started went to a yoga class and just started building small little routines that made me feel accomplished and powerful and got my momentum going and i took put down the wine and i picked up green juice and i started shopping at the farmer's market and meal prepping my food and moving in my home apartment, just moving my body and inspired a lot of my friends and then decided, oh my God, like this is who I am. This makes me feel joyful. This is the work I want to be contributing. And so in 2014, I moved to San Diego, got certified in everything and Ever okay. since then here I am
1: <laughs> so I have to say your comment about putting the wine down and picking up the green juice is yeah. it really that sh- like strikes a, a a nerve with me like in a good way um because <laughs> I actually I don't think I've ever said this before but um my fitness journey started when my then boyfriend now husband and I moved to China in 2012 oh Wow and, yeah and um you know our first like month there was kind of miserable like. Mm. It's Shang. We lived in Shanghai. It's a huge city. Um, not a lot of people speak English. There, there is like an international community, but it was our first month. You know, we were getting just kind of getting used to things. I had not started my fitness journey yet, and we started drinking wine every night and, and I, sake. Yeah, yeah, sure. And you know, I. I mean like I drank in college of course I partied but like I've never been a casual drinker it was always like I'm (laughs) I hope this is so good to say on my like wellness focused podcast but I (laughs) I would drink to party you know like, I want to have a great time and really let loose yes and I because I I always worked a lot I was in school I had a lot of like stress and so like it was like all right let's let's have fun okay totally And that was it. But I was very good at like confining it to just those kind of scenarios. And it was, it never became casual. And I feel like when it becomes casual is when it can really interrupt your life. Absolutely. And so we started having wine, like a few glasses each night. And I mean, my husband is from Italy. So like he has a little bit of a past, a little bit in his culture, (laughs) but, but we both kind of looked at it and we were like, what are we doing? Like, we're kind of like we weren't depressed. That's a very serious thing to say, but we were kind of just covering up our emotions of like being so lonely with drinking. And that is when I started my fitness journey as well, Mm -hmm. that I was like, you know what? Like, we're, we're, let's, you know, let's kind of re, restart our, our journey yeah. in China and, and start building better habits yes. because we can't, we were there for a year. I like, we can't go down this road. So anyways, I appreciate you saying that. And I do think that that's something that a lot of people go through.
3: Absolutely. That's interesting. Our timeline is very synced I know, up. I know. Yeah, I know. Very synced <laughs> up. And I've realized too, it's when, when we find ourselves developing bad habits or essentially things that don't, put us in alignment with our best self, the person that we want to be. And we know internally what that is. And it looks different for everybody. But we realized that for me, drinking was really masking, masking emotions. It was really numbing, numbing the pain. And I wasn't willing at that time to look at that pain and look at the deeper root cause of what was really going on. And what we find is, and people who you know, go through this experience. And me personally, we end up just really projecting that out into the world, onto other people in relationships. And ultimately we just don't feel good because that's not who we really are in our essence and at our core. And that takes a lot of courage and self-awareness to kind of start tapping in. And that is the journey, baby. And guess what? The deeper you go, the more you realize you don't know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, 1 million percent.
3: It keeps going
1: deeper. (laughs) (laughs) Right. All right. So in 2014 is when you got certified and started your journey with fitness and with coaching as well. Or just your own personal fitness journey?
3: Yeah, it really was in 2013 is when I joined Core Power Yoga and was certified as a yoga sculpt instructor. And then in 14, I moved to San Diego, almost just like a reinvention of who I wanted to be. I needed a new environment. I needed to get out where I was. I was in LA. I was in Woodland Hills. And it just... It wasn't the right environment for me. Right. I was like, I've always dreamed of, you know, living by the beach. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to start creating the life I'd always envisioned for myself. And I realized that just started with me taking action right now in this moment. And all those little baby steps are going to add up to create a really beautiful life.
1: 100%. And I don't know if you know that I lived in San Diego for six years. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I, after high school, I moved to, I'm from Northern California. I moved to Sacramento for a year. lived with my sister, went to community college there. And then I transferred, I moved to San Diego and I went to Mesa for a few years and I went to USD. Oh. And that was kind of like my like adult life, kind of creating the mm-hmm. adult Anna Victoria was in totally. San Diego. And I've, it has such a, a, you know, a special place in my heart. I love San Diego. Um, so when you went on the bachelor, I'm, I'm, I don't know if you know, I'm a huge bachelor. Fan. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I have no shame in saying that to bachelor people because I'm sure at one point you were a fan too, right? Like totally. You to go oh, on I, the was. Show. I was a big yeah. fan. <laughs> yeah. So when I saw you go on the show, I was like, oh my gosh, she's into fitness. Like she lives in San Diego. Like, oh my gosh, I love this girl. Solo so sister. Um, Do you want to talk a bit about, like, why did you decide to go on The Bachelor and and more about that journey? Sure. You know, I was
3: going through a big transition in my life. I had just ended a four-year relationship. Oh, wow. And mm -hmm, there was kind of a lot of stuff going on with my family. And ultimately, I just, I recognized that this was just, I needed to take some time to really heal. And I actually got together with this person right when I moved to LA. And that was really the move that was supposed to be for me to explore who I was. And as you know, if you can jump into, if you jump into a relationship so soon, you kind of neglect that self, that deeper self journey that you need to take. And I really felt that compelled in my spirit, in my heart, that this was the right move for me. And so we, we ended after four years, it was a very good breakup. And, um, my friend actually submitted me and, okay.
1: I was going to ask you, you my friend, my friend, submitted (laughs) me. she goes, you
3: need to go on the bachelor. And I was like, Heather, no. <laughs> I'm not. I go, you know what? If you want to submit me, you can. So she did. And I forgot all about it. Nine months later, I get the phone call and then everything changed.
1: So you were on Ari's season, right? Yes. I had to look this up now. Cause I feel like you, you've been on being you know, like bachelor in paradise. And I was like, well, who's, who was her bachelor? So how was that whole experience? And also specifically do you feel like you were accurately portrayed on that season
3: you know i will say that the biggest reflection that i have come out of that experience was i mean was it difficult yes was it traumatizing in moments yes was it an incredible opportunity to have a magnifying glass placed on areas that i was really needing to grow absolutely and with that said as difficult as it was It was such a beautiful gift that has taken me some time to really work through because a lot of people like you just kind of know that you're really sleep deprived and you're just fed a lot of sugar and you're ripped off your routines and there's a huge element of, of scarcity of really kind of survival elements that are coming through, which for me was triggering a lot of trauma from my childhood, Mm -hmm. which was putting me very much in a survival state. And anyone listening can agree when you are full of fear and you're not operating from a good place. Yeah. And just that environment is very much pinned to be competitive. And so that was um, an experience I had never been in before. Mm -hmm. So... I didn't feel that I was accurately d- depicted. And so I know going on to Paradise, I was very scared to go on the second show. But ultimately, I just did, I prayed a lot about it. And I just wanted a chance to show people who I really was that I'm, that I do have a voice. <laughs> and, right? right?
1: Yeah. I Well, so I actually, since we have, you know, some San Diego overlap, we have a mutual friend in common. and Nina! Yes! Oh my gosh, I yes! I didn't know that you would know who I was talking about. Yes. So during this season, because she knows I'm a crazy bachelor person. And she was like, oh my gosh, I used to work with Crystal. And she's like, she's the sweetest girl ever. Like, I don't know why they're making her look like this on the show. So kind of, I was watching it through a different lens of like, I know that that's not who she is. Like, I trust Nina. Like, Nina's amazing. Um, So, Mm -hmm. you know, I I can't imagine how hard that must be.
3: It was was honestly horrible it was awful and because i had been the the crazy story and people don't know this that i was writing a book about finding my voice in the world before the bachelor and a lot of that happened just with a lot of um stuff i've talked about with my little brother and his homelessness Mm. and (sighs) coping with that at that time what happened was i ended up losing my voice within a week of that experience and it really was like heart shattering and um took me several months to really come out of a deep depression with that. Because um, there was a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, you know, we yeah. haven't shared. But yeah, I lost my voice. And I didn't know – I was very much on the spiritual journey of finding my voice and working with vocal coaches. And then I was literally sitting there in my desk in my 300-square-foot bungalow writing about how I – this book and how I was going to get it published. And it was – I was listening to – I think it was a – Lewis Howe's podcast and it was like you need to grow an audience so I'm sitting there at my desk writing I need to grow an audience and grow my platform to get my book published and then the phone rings and it says hey this is ABC's The Bachelor and so that was a really big pinnacle moment for me because it very much was a fork in the road. I knew my path. I was very much deep into the Tony Robbins, coaching the personal development, the mindset, mindset through the physical movement of the body. I knew my path, my purpose in life. I was just tapping into it. And I thought, and my dad was very much like, I don't think you should go on this show because you're very spiritual and it's not going to be good for you. Mm. And I go, but dad, this is an opportunity for me to get to my to that person I want to be Mm -hmm. faster and it very much as I've looked back was like that decision where you're like took the easier road um to get there faster but it actually wasn't um Mm -hmm didn't really well, turn out that
1: way. <laughs> I I appreciate that you are open about using it as an opportunity. I think that like hmm. the majority like 99% of people who go on the show are and that's not a bad thing. You know, and mm-hmm. if, if it's something that you're you know, if you want to use it as a platform for something that you're passionate about for something that is doing good for society, then I I think that's really amazing.
3: Yeah, and it very much was in a a place where it was focused on servitude. It was was showing up. I mean, as you know, it's like when you have a message and you've gone through the journey and you've done the work and you know tools that can help people and empower them, you want to shout it from a rooftop and you want to help people because we see them suffering so much in our clients and we go, there's another way. You don't have to keep suffering this way. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to see an opportunity where I could impact lies in such a positive way to help people who had once been me, I was so excited. I'd also been just doing deep inner work where I go, I'm ready to have an adventure. I'm ready to meet someone on my level who wants to do this thing in life together, like as a team. Right. And so I was very much looking for that. And I do want to say that the biggest hiccup that happened for me on The Bachelor was that I very much took it seriously. I very much took it like I was potentially dating someone that I was going right. to consider marrying. I was oh. very serious. And that, for me, took out a lot of fun, a lot of joy, and made it a very real experience.
1: Yeah, but- like at the same time, that is what the show is about. I feel like those are genuine intentions and you almost end up getting hurt because of it, you know? Yes. And so, you know, after the bachelor and then like, you know, social media is like a thing now and everything, and you're a fitness coach, how did that kind of whole transition happen going from like being spotlight on The Bachelor to like your fitness coach with your business? Did you just have like a ton of Bachelor people like, hey, train me or how did that go? So
3: actually, because of when it was airing, there was a lot of bullying, a lot of cyberbullying, a lot of negativity. And I actually quit coaching because I was so defeated with it. And that was, I mean, what I love doing it was who I was, being there and holding space for people and cheerleading them on. I had to quit coaching because my I was so embarrassed and just defeated with it. And to even have my own voice used against me was just, I mean, make fun of the size of my nose or the size of my calves, you know, make yeah. fun of how athletic I am. But like to use something that I can't control and something that was already so sensitive and deep in my heart... Um, really destroyed me. So I quit coaching and I just kind of was there and decided, I remember one Monday night at six o'clock, that's when the messages with the hate, the snakes and the awful things would just start flooding in. And it's like, I would just sink and sick and be so sick to my stomach. And every week it was like that. And I um, decided one of those days, I just put my phone down and I was like, cause I would read them because yeah. I would say if, If there's a silver lining, I'm all about constructive feedback and how I can grow to get better. So I I would read every single one and I'd respond back. And so it was a separation, but I'm trying to grow and become better.
1: Yeah.
3: And remember one day I just put my phone down and I go, this is not gonna define me. This is not gonna deter me from the path that I want. And I'm and ultimately I was just like, you know what? I may have failed in this area. And because of that, I can't fall any harder. I'm going to go after and I'm going to build my friggin' dreams. And so I just started writing my program, Total Body Guide. And I just poured my heart into it and poured my soul into it. And that's now become like my whole business over the course of like the two years. So I took that moment of defeat and said, this won't define me. My past won't define me. I'm going to grow. I'm going to get better. I'm going to be stronger and that was a really powerful moment for me that where everything just shifted,
1: well, and I think that you know you experience bullying and people trying to knock you down obviously on a the highest level possible, but really? you know everyone at some point experiences that on on some level, yeah, and that i mean really it it's up to the person to decide how they're going to let that affect them and it's not always so easy. You know, it's not always like, not everyone has that conviction to be like, I'm not going to let this define me. And I'm sure that there were moments that you didn't either. Do you feel like if you, do you have any advice for someone who feels like they're being belittled by people around them that aren't allowing them to chase their dreams or bullying them in general?
3: Absolutely. I think the biggest thing for me is when I had to straight up own my shit, I had to straight up be like, you know what? People are, a lot of people are saying the same thing. Maybe I should look within and mm-hmm. that's accurate and once I was able to really start looking and owning like yeah I was a little fake yeah because I was really scared to be seen who I was yeah my voice was totally rocked <laughs> and wrapped but
1: yeah, yeah it sounded awful I didn't <laughs> want it to sound like that but oh, like it did Oh my gosh I love that you brought that up <laughs> so that was that an accident like how did that the voice thing happen So, I had lost my voice a year
3: and a half before. Okay. And I'd been working with vocal coaches on it, and it was through like my coaching through orange theory just like i had major vocal strain it's a very common thing oh, at orange theory Got
1: it.
3: and i remember even my manager was like i've seen my doctor my vocal cords are permanently damaged my voice has changed so it's oh like a gosh. thing yeah oh yeah so major shout out to the fitness coaches out there <laughs> in the studios with a 60 degree air, ac pumping and 50 fans because it rocks your vocal yes, cords i believe it
1: and working yeah. out at the same
3: time yeah <laughs> out of the same yeah. time and motivating and make a playlist. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So um so so once I had to just own it and I was like, I had to look at that shame. Yeah. I had to like look at it. I had to look within and that's really hard for people to do. But once you can do it, you can name it, claim it, you can change it. And you just own your shit. And I was just like, yeah, that is who I was, but it's because I was a scared little girl because I was being totally triggered with trauma. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I love myself. I forgive myself and I'm moving on. So that would be my advice for someone.
1: That's really beautiful because a lot of times like we can hear criticism from other people and just brush it off as, oh, they're just a hater. And sure, there are, there are haters, you know, but like at the same time, like I think it's still important to be vulnerable enough to be like, well, what is there something that I can work on if I am being, you know, if I am displaying or perceiving, you know, myself like this and to be able to kind of be, break yourself down and like open yourself up Uh, and, and you know, look at what you can improve on is hard, but it's something that is, it's necessary in order to grow. You, you can't just keep brushing, brushing criticism, criticism off because you're, oh God, that's so hard to say though, because at the same time, like there really are people that are just what they say is more a reflection of them than of you. And it's kind of trying to find that middle ground of like, what is people just projecting their own insecurities and what is stuff that, like, I need to start taking a look at?
3: Yeah. No, it's all projection. Mm-hmm. It is all projection. And you know what? I've even responded to people who just say that and I go, it sounds like there's, like, a lot of trust issues coming up for you and I'm just giving yeah. you a lot of, like, love and compassion. I want to take a second oh. to just give you some love. Yeah. And people respond back and they're like, oh, my God, you're so nice. I'm totally oh. following you now.
1: Yeah. And it was, oh, my
3: gosh. It, it was just people hurt people hurt yes. people. Yeah. And and that's it. And, and what you can do is you can view it and say, okay, what can I, where can I grow from this? But the big thing I realized was just setting energetic boundaries. Mm. And perhaps looking back, maybe that's what I did with the show, but it's just where you don't take people's stuff on. And I think as women, we can be so self-sacrificing and want to fix it, want to fix everybody. And I bet you have that fixer energy,
1: I yeah, I probably do. <laughs> to, to an <laughs> extent at least. You know, I actually what was I watching? Um oh my gosh, do you know on Netflix there's the uh the Explained series? Have yes, you ever seen yes, this? Yes. Oh my God, we're obsessed with those. We watched all of them. They're 20, for anyone that doesn't know, there's like 20 minute episodes of like a deep dive into various topics, but there's one right now on uh, the coronavirus. And it's like, third, yeah, and it's like going through, you know, the, you know, multiple episodes on it. And the third episode last night was talking about the helper's high. And Mm. how that is shown to actually contribute to your longevity in your life. Wow. That like when you help other people. It said, oh gosh, it was last night. Let's see if I can remember this. So um, there were three things that it was comparing. um, Exercising, uh, volunteering, and not smoking. And which of those three things contribute the most to longevity and helping people and volunteering was number one. But the point of like that helper's high when when they highlighted that, I was like, I think I have that.
0: I <laughs> think like, and totally. I'm sure
1: anyone in the fitness industry and anyone who yes. ha- is so passionate about helping people probably gets that. So good news that will help us live longer. <laughs> and for anyone yes. listening, I am going to watch that episode. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I literally said to Luca, I was like, we need to start volunteering, which is something that I've always yes. wanted to do anyways. But I was always, like, in, gosh, college full-time, working full-time, and always, like, just going from city to city. And now we just moved to Austin, Texas a few weeks ago, got a house, and, like, we really want to start. Thank you. (laughs) I moved a week ago. (laughs) Oh, where'd you move to? I moved
3: up to North County. Oh, amazing. Oh, I love North County. Yeah, yeah. So, I
1: feel you. Like, I I was, like, scrambling to, like, hide boxes. (laughs) Totally, yeah. So, that actually brings me, um, you mentioned your brother. Um, so are you okay with talking a bit about that experience and volunteering in that world as well?
3: Sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, with my little brother, he definitely has his own story that he wants to share. And Mm -hmm. I'm really excited for him to start sharing that with the world because he is an incredible person. And for those who don't know, um, my little brother has been, um, homeless and has was living in Venice Beach for a good like two and a half, three years and very much does it on his own, like wants to have this adventure. He is incredibly talented. He's an artist, musician. Um, He's incredibly brilliant, but this is a journey that he wants to take. And as his big sister, I love him and I wanna protect him and keep him safe. And it's been very much a struggle of letting go, of letting him be his own person. I'm not trying to control it because it's his life. And that can really tug on your heart, um, particularly when there are instances where he gets beaten up because Mm -hmm. there's a territory dispute on Venice Boulevard. And I get the phone calls from him in the hospital and it can be really wearing on your spirit.
0: Is he voluntarily homeless? Yes. Okay. Okay.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. and he's been kind of bouncing around and living an adventure and he's actually doing really great, oh, great. and he has been kind of like popping in in places and nesting in some areas um, with some family and so I'm working with him right now I'm actually having him commission some art pieces for me Amazing. Mm-hmm. and I found that it was interesting I just gave him a little experience because I could tell he was being in that environment, you're in a survival state. You're operating out of fear. I mean, I mean truly. And what he's explained to me of that environment is truly a primitive world. Yeah. I mean, it is underground, primitive. Fight, flight, take what you need. Um, so that has been just so mind-opening for me to see how people are here. And what I've experienced is a way that I wanted to like give back and connect with my little brother was to start volunteering with homeless organizations. Um, I worked with an organization called Yoga for Homeless in San Diego on Mm -hmm. like 2nd and Elm Mm -hmm. where I worked with children teaching them yoga. And essentially it wasn't just teaching them like a yoga flow. It was teaching them how to tap in to to find safety within amidst tumultuous times and uncertainty. And volunteering there, I remember walking through after my first yoga class through the back end and we were walking through where all these women were in this hallway. I'm talking like 60 women with kids with garbage bags of their stuff, kids screaming, babies crying, women crying, puffy makeup running, waiting to seek shelter at this emergency shelter. And I'm like, there's not even, they're like, there's not even enough rooms for all these women, I was like, where are they going to go what about the kids and number 1 it was domestic abuse cases and i actually spent time when i was a child in a women's shelter with my mom and my siblings when i was 5 6 years old um and so that's something that's i know is is dear to me but a lot of women and i will say now who i am right now in this life has been really passionate about teaching women how to that they have a choice mm-hmm. that they can live a life that they love, that they have options, they have tools readily available to them to like take back their power, to take a sense of control and build themselves up and not let life keep beating them down. And I know, especially right now with, you know, my relationship right now, like when in, I'm in a separation and that was a really hard decision to make. But really what it came down to was I said what kind of example am I setting for my clients, for my fans, for my followers, if I stay in something that isn't right for me? And that really weighed on my heart and allowed me to make a decision that was one that I wanted to be a role model for women who feel like they can't get out and I want to show them the way.
1: Well, I think that is the ultimate sign of strength is making those hard decisions that, you know, it's it's really easy to just kind of let the days pass and be complacent and, and not... shame anyone who so that that's some people's journeys you know that's how some people will find their strength is you know going through those and realizing that they deserve a lot more so um i applaud you for you know that decision and taking control of your life and leading by that example um and something you said about your brother so i i almost have to discuss this um kind of at a distance because my i had a brother that was homeless as well Oh, you did. I did. Uh, oh, I, I really can't go into much detail. He's no longer with us. Oh, um, God. Uh, but you said, like, that you, it's It's a lesson of learning to detach and, like, to to let him make his own mistakes and not to be, like, mm-hmm. controlling. And that is a hard lesson to learn when yeah. you're watching a family member, you know, that you love and you just want to go and, like, help. So do you, how do you feel like that, like... Do you feel like that's some, a lesson that was important to you for, like, yeah. your, for life? Do you feel like that's something that you're still working yes. on? Oh, yeah. I have
3: chills everywhere right now. Oh, my gosh. I want to say I'm so sorry it's to okay. hear about that. Um, but I feel, your, feel mm-hmm. you. And I, it absolutely was. And it is something that I've been studying even a lot with a woman named Dr. Shafali, mm-hmm. where she has that same concept with children, where it's like they are their own person. Yeah. Right. It is not our job to try to helicopter and control them. We need to step aside and let them blossom into who they are. It's yes. their journey. It is their experience and let us just stand back. Let us love, let us support. Mm-hmm. And for me, I very much had to step back and let him make the mistakes. Yeah. And and are they mistakes? Maybe that's just me judging. Maybe that was yeah. his journey that he needed to do. Well, especially
1: because he chose that that exactly so that's you know
3: and very much for my little brother is like we grew up without my dad and we grew up with a single mom of five on welfare food stamps and so he didn't have that positive male role model Mm -hmm. nor did he none of us really have any structure any positive role models in our life and so for him so like the odds are kind of stacked against you in that where you don't know you don't have that confidence that self-worth that belief To believe like you deserve more, you deserve better. So I know that a lot of that very much still is, can weigh a lot of people down. Um, And that for me was tremendous work to, and still work through, work through that because we're conditioned with our environments.
0: Right.
3: To this day, I just let him know that I love him. I support him and I'm here for him. And, and that's it.
0: Right. That's really
1: all that you can do. And... um. Well, I'm really happy to hear that he's doing better and that he's going to commission some art for you. That's really exciting. <laughs> Thank you so much. So where are you at right now in terms of like your career? Do you have anything coming up or what what are you working on right now?
3: Oh, yeah. So I am working on in a bit of a life makeover. And really, I, you know, I woke up this morning and I was looking <laughs> out my window and I could see palm trees in the ocean and I was like, Oh my God, my heart was so full. And I decided after just a really intense few years that I wanna live, I wanna fight for the life that I want. Mm -hmm. Like I deserve healthy relationships. I deserve to be happy to live in a home that is my home that I'm grounding and nurturing myself and nourishing my spirit and my soul, showing up in the world. Um, with love and compassion. And I go, I'm going to start, I'm going to make that life happen. And I'm no longer going to put it on the back burner. And I think for that, with COVID, Mm -hmm. I've realized so much like where things I procrastinated and things I didn't procrastinate (laughs) that I'm so grateful. Right. (laughs) Totally. Yes. Uh, So where I'm at is I'm in a little bit of a pivot where I've very much been in the health and fitness space. But where I'm really growing is very much in the deeper mental fitness, spiritual space Mm -hmm. that I really want to start bringing that bridge into my work. And so I'm running a program that actually launches today. It's called Stronger Summer.
1: Congratulations. That's
3: exciting. Thank you so much. So I'm bringing in workouts and meal plans, but I'm bringing in live coaching, my meditations, these like deeper Q&As, much like our conversation here, where I just open the floor to really open your heart and be vulnerable. Look at things that are a little ugly, but do it in a safe environment. Yeah. So I'm kind of bridging that, and um I'm also writing my first book.
1: Amazing. Well, I actually was going to ask you, what happened to that book? The one that you were writing pre-Bachelor? Oh.
3: You know what? It wasn't ready. Yeah. Didn't have its ending, but now yeah. it... It's close.
1: Amazing. I'm so excited to read it. I can't wait. Um, So my last question for you is the name of the podcast is Your Best Life. And the point of that is that there's no such thing as one best life. We all have different experiences that have allowed us to live our own version of a best life. And so if you had to think of one experience or one life lesson that has allowed you to live your best life, what would that be?
3: Oh, gosh. I would say to do the things that make you feel good. Follow what makes you feel good and listen to the little whispers because those are little angels trying to guide you on a path of pure joy and abundance.
1: Regardless of what other people tell you, if they tell you that you should or shouldn't be doing that, if it makes you happy, go do it.
3: Yeah, live your life for you, not for what you think other people should have you live. Absolutely. Oh yeah.
1: That is actually <laughs> the biggest lesson I have gotten in the last two years. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Well, I'm so happy to see you doing just that. Um, can you share with everyone where they can find and follow you? Oh, absolutely. You guys can find me
3: on Instagram at coach crystal underscore it's crystal with a K coach with a C. I don't, I don't play <laughs> it like that. And then you can check out my new program, stronger summer at CrystalNielsen.com slash TBG Stronger Summer 2020.
1: Amazing, Crystal. This was so moving and emotional and inspiring. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate you sharing your story and taking the time.
0: Uh, Thank you so much. And I hope you're staying safe and healthy out there.
3: Oh, thank you, girl. Thanks for having me. Of
0: course.
1: (laughs) Bye. That was my conversation with Crystal Nielsen. Luca, what did you think?
2: So you did spill our wine situation in China. Oh
1: my gosh, I know. I don't think I've ever shared about that. Yeah,
2: I don't think we never did, yeah.
1: That was a tough time.
2: It was. It yeah. was kind of different for us in a complete different situation, place, environment. And it wasn't too long, though. I remember, you know, we were going, like, we were drinking one full bottle. Bottle night.
1: between the two of us. Yeah, yeah.
2: I remember it wasn't long you know, we, we we probably kept it up for less than two weeks because I remember waking up every morning feeling miserable.
1: Horrible. Right. And this was before we started working out, before we yes. said, Hey, we're you know, I feel like that might have been the catalyst even for like, hey, we, oh, we yeah. need to do something about this. I
2: think so, you know, I think you're right, yeah.
1: But I, I do think that while you said that we were in a completely different scenario, we it we were, but like everyone kinda has those quote unquote, different scenarios in their life that kind of push them into something that is uncomfortable or that they're trying to mask emotions. And I think that this is something that a lot of people go through and it just, you know, it's a different kind of trigger that causes that. And, you know, you and I, you and I have talked a lot. I feel like we don't, we could, we could do an entire another episode on alcohol and drinking and all of that. Um, but you know, I, I just think that it was important to recognize that behavior, how destructive it was becoming, and to do something about it. And so. then we were
2: trying to cope, but the, the way we were trying right. to cope wasn't we were the right way. Which, by the yeah. way, the, the episode that we watched last night, the explain episode, another part of it was alcohol, right? And then yeah, you're our right. people try to cope that you know alcohol consumption in the US for the we during the lockdown went up 55% because right. people were trying to cope with alcohol but actually that it it, it makes you more harm than good because of you yeah. know all the, the stress is actually enhances stress right
1: an unexpected little nugget of you know information in this in this episode but other than that um i really appreciate her vulnerability yes. and her willingness yes. to to take a look deep inside her i like i said i feel like it's a really hard balance i mean okay first of all, when you're a public fit figure, it's on another level, the criticism and the haters and the negativity, but you know, if we look the bullying, at it, the, cyber the bull- bullying, the- of course, yeah. but I do think that that is something that a lot of people, I don't want to say everyone, but like a, a lot of people deal with today, especially because of cyberbullying. bullying yeah. and whether it's, you know, women that are my age that are adults or whether they're in high school, it's really hard to get that criticism and to be able to pull from like, well, what is it that I just need to completely block out because they're projecting? And even if some of it is people projecting, but like, what is what is what are they saying that's something that I could work on? That's a hard balance to strike because you should not be just taking in what people are telling you that's so negative and always feeling like you need to dissect yourself. There's a point I'm where totally you need agree. to know yeah. who you are and that what other people are saying is not really who you are or that's, you're not gonna let those situations that they're talking about define you. And I feel like Crystal has done a really beautiful job of towing that line.
2: I agree, I'm, I'm a fa- I'm a fan, I'm a fan of Crystal. She's super Gosh, nice, she's, super sweet, yeah.
1: Yeah, such a sweetheart. So. Um, all right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this conversation. I would really love to hear what you think about it. So don't forget to let us know on Instagram, um, or in the Facebook group. And we will talk to you guys next time.
0: Bye. And that is it for this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to share with a friend, spread the word and help us grow our tribe. Please rate and leave me a review on Apple podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on new episodes each week. You can also follow us on Instagram and join our Facebook group, both under the same name, Your Best Life Podcast, to keep the conversation going. You can also send me an email at yourbestlifepodcast@gmail.com, at gmail.com and you just might be featured in a future episode. Your Best Life is a Gallery Media Group original production.